don't know how to open this because I'm not going to do the high energy. I talk about it every single time. From my understanding, Josh, you were supposed to play like the Happy Tuesday from Scalzo, but he's gone. So I'm, I'm one of your cousins of the day. I'm Gabe Neitzel. You can catch me, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, 7 to 9 on ESPN Milwaukee mornings. But we don't have Ben Brust either. He's gone. So we are pleased to be joined by Telly Hughes. Does this make this the super cousin sub? Yeah, you show? can be. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, you can so be the super cousin yeah, sub. This is a super size show because neither one of these guys are here. No, nobody is here. <laughs> now, Tony, what's up, Tony? I want to know why you guys aren't on video. So, are we not? We're not doing the video. We're not today. live yeah. streaming. Yeah, we're not because everybody's gone. Yeah. So you guys are here. And people want to see you, Tony. They want to see yeah, your they only face. See, they don't yeah, want to see us. The only person they want to see no. is your beautiful face, Tony we're Smith. So, if you were if you were hoping to stream, yeah, we're not going to do a stream today since uh, we've got you know too many moving parts with too many cousin subs of the day. Again, I'm Gabe Neitzel. He is Telly Hughes. You can join the conversation 800-990-3776. That is the old National Bank talk and text line. And it is, I mean, it's a Tuesday, so Aaron Rodgers spoke today. He was part of the Pat McAfee show. But, Telly, I still just do not have a feel whatsoever for this Packers team. Like, there's so many new parts on offense, still guys trying to come back from injury on offense. The defense certainly has not been as good as people were trying to tell me it was during the offseason, because they still gave up 180 yards on the ground to the Chicago Bears. So... They still have the sixth best odds to win the Super Bowl in Vegas. Does that seem right to you? Do they seem like the sixth best team in the NFL? Not as of September twentieth, twenty twenty two. Like no way. I just, but I also feel like as Packer fans and people that follow the Packers, you want to see something that you've seen before, but there just happen to be new names. Whereas. This might be the evolution of this offense, and it's not going to be the same offense it was with Devontae Adams as your primary receiver. And in terms of defense, I don't think you get better when you lose a Zadarius Smith. I don't think you get better. And so uh, we saw that in week one where Zadarius came back and showed the Packers what they were missing. And it's not the same defense as it was last year. And they were supposed to be better. But to me, it's hard to say we got better by subtraction. It wasn't addition by subtraction, in my opinion. So overall, to say that the Packers had the sixth best odds to win the Super Bowl as of today I just I don't see it because watching the Buffalo Bills last night, it's a, it, dude. It's like they're in two different leagues right now. It's the Buffalo Bills are really good. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's noticed. So they went. Here's what the Bills have done in their first two games. They go into the defending champs, who, by the way, they took one of their best defensive players from. Von Miller went from the Rams to the Bills. They go to the defending champs' place Thursday night. Everybody's watching. Banner unveiled. Smoke them. Beat them, <laughs> beat them by three touchdowns, 31 to like 10. Like a pipe. <laughs> so then they have to wait 10 days or whatever it was to finally play their second game. They welcome in the team that earned the number one seed in the AFC last year, and they smoked them to the point where they're going, 
ooh, do we start the Malik Willis era now? Because, well, I mean, Ryan yeah. Tannehill's not the answer. and Ryan Tannehill's not going to get it done against this team in the AFC. So that's what they've done with their first two weeks. Well, we're still wondering who the Packers are two weeks in, which isn't necessarily, necessarily a bad thing. But Keyshawn Johnson on KJM this morning, well, Telly, he, he seems to think that the Packers are the sixth best team in the NFL. The Green Bay Packers plus 1,400. And I know Minnesota Vikings took them to the woodshed in the Twin Cities, but yet and still they bounced back at home against the Chicago Bears. I know, Chicago Bears. Oh, how you going to say that? Who knows what Green Bay's all about? As long as 12 is their quarterback, they're going to be in the mix for the NFC Conference and find themselves making a deep run into the playoffs. So Key seems to think so, but I just kind of look at it right now, Telly, and – I guess like there's nobody in the NFC right now through two weeks that I know definitively is a good team. I think Tampa yeah. Bay is pretty good, but their offense, they've scored two touchdowns so far. Their defense, without a doubt, is really good. Mm-hmm. But the Giants are 2-0. and You believe in the Giants? Eh, no. I, I think the Eagles are pretty good. Okay. I think the Eagles are pretty good. But I also think that you don't really want to get caught up and be a prisoner of the moment in terms of the start of the season. And, I mean, are the Bills are going to be able to do this for 15 more weeks and just blow out everybody? No. Or do you want a team like the Packers where the first couple of weeks you're still trying to figure things out, see where people are, or, or how players are going to um, – really mature into their roles as the season go on. And so by week seven, eight, or nine, if they're starting to jail by then, then that's when you want them to get going. You don't want them to be hot real early and then you know start to fade away once teams start to figure them out. So it actually might be beneficial that the Packers are still trying to figure themselves out because if they don't know who they are yet, clearly other teams don't know how to figure them out yet. 809 809- Nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Are the Packers the sixth best team in the NFL? That's what Vegas says with their odds. The problem I have with that, Telly, is it's just tough for me to sit here and go, yeah, they're going to be that team that nobody wants to face at the end. I think that's if you're a Packer fan, that's what you're hoping for, right? Right. Because, I mean, you look at the Tampa Bay game coming up, and Mike Evans, I think his appeal is being heard is either today or tomorrow. And who knows if he ends up going for, you know, if, if his suspension's going to be lifted, who knows what happens there. Tampa Bay's offense certainly is struggling. You're going down to Tampa Bay, I'm not expecting them to win that game. So I'm, I'm looking at a 1-2 and two start for the Packers, which isn't the end of the world. You can still beat some good teams and get your way there. I just have a hard time imagining how the Packers are going to grow into that team unless Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson really figure something out. And I like the potential of those guys. Clearly the Packers do too because they're getting them the ball in... Uh, they're manufacturing touches, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, like Romeo Dobbs had a really nice catch and run for about 20 yards in the game on Sunday night where they just threw him that quick screen on the outside. So clearly they like him getting the ball with him in space, getting some blockers out front. Same thing with Christian Watson. They ran that jet sweep action. Sometimes it's a run, sometimes to pass. If he runs past Aaron Rodgers in the shotgun, he just kind of pops that pass forward. They want to get these guys touches. But it's also very telling that I haven't really seen these guys run like a 12-yard dig route 
you know, running yeah. in in the middle of the field where, oh, yeah, Rodgers trusts them. There's going to be some traffic that he's going to get it to them. They're going to be able to catch it. They're doing the right things there. So they like some of the things athletically, but it's very obvious they still have a lot to grow in order to be consistent contributors in the offense. And I think it's a part of just earning that trust and just trying to implement them slowly but or integrate them slowly but surely into the overall grand scheme of their offense. But as of now, like – I mean, that was the worst way possible for Christian Watson to start his career as a Green Bay Packer to absolutely drop a wide open touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers because that just started everything all the way over again about, okay, can I trust him on this third down play? Or do we just only put him in on first down situations? And do we have him as a decoy? Can he block well? So there's just so many things that you have to answer. But what I would like to see, and you mentioned on the offensive side of the ball, what you wanted to see in terms of getting this team to where you think they can go – Defensively, someone has to step up. Someone has to step up and have a Pro Bowl type, you know, several consecutive weeks where they're just stopping, like like Slay Junior last night had. Yeah. I mean, they need someone to really step up and and perform at a level where because right now I don't think anybody's afraid of this Packers defense. There's no one out there like, boy, gosh, this is going to be a tough week. You know, we got the Packers defense coming in. Whereas you know, last year teams really did have to key in on the defense. So I believe that, I mean, you really, on the offensive side, you absolutely going to have to have major contributions from unlikely sources. But on the defensive side, they have to live up to not only what they did last year, but the expectations that have been placed on them this year. 800-990-3776. That is the the old National Bank talking text line to get into the show. Uh, Apple Man in the Orchard says, as of right now, Packers are not even in the top 10 yet. That is Apple Man sorting apples. And, and I haven't looked at the ESPN.com power rankings, and I, I know a lot of times Scalzo and Brust love to go off of what the Vegas odds say. And again, the Vegas odds right now say they're the sixth best team, Packers being a popular team that I think gets artificially inflated a little bit. But again, two weeks in, like, I, I know I know the Bills are good, I know the Chiefs are good, and that's about it at this point. Like Those are the two teams that I know for sure I think are going to be standing at the end. I like what I've seen out of the Eagles so far. I like Jalen Hurts. Can Jalen Hurts continue to build on what he's done? That, that That's the big question there, and they did a great job getting him weapons to try to help him sustain that success. Like, everybody else right now, I've got a ton of questions on. Like The Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line's been terrible. That's why Tom Brady was throwing Microsoft Surface tablets all over the field <laughs> in when, in their game against the Saints. They're a little beat up on offense. The, you know, the, the 49ers, who knows what happens with them with Jimmy Garoppolo. The Rams... Started looking good and then allowed the you know a team to kind of come back on them. They still won the game on Sunday. There's just so many questions this early about so many different teams that again I only feel really comfortable with two teams in the NFL right now. Yeah, and I, I also I, I really like what they're doing in Philadelphia, getting Jalen Hurts those weapons, and he really doesn't have any excuse to not succeed. And uh, you want to be put in a position of saying, okay. There are no excuses for me to 
get these weapons the the opportunity to make plays. And when you look at that division with the Commanders and the Cowboys, you know, with Dak being hurt, like so, oh, you're you not can't a Cooper, expect, you're not a Cooper Rush believer. Uh, well, I don't think Cooper <laughs> Rush is going to lead you to the promised land. <laughs> but uh, when you look at that division, is definitely one that he could take and and move forward. But I mean, you look at teams like. The Chargers, they look like one week they can be really good. But, I mean, going back to Hurts, when you see what he was able to do against that Vikings defense last night, and when you look at what that Viking defense made Aaron Rodgers look like, you got to give Jalen Hurts a lot of credit in saying that, okay, maybe he can grow into this elite quarterback that he was when he was in college. But you're right. There are more questions than answers right now in terms of which team, you know, looks great. And I mean, you know, Miami had a great comeback. Is Miami for real this year? Their speed is for real. Their their speed speed is, is... oh my God, between Waddle and and Tyreek Hill. I mean, come on. That that speed is (laughs) not to be trifled with. And it makes me a little nervous on for Christmas Day. Like Christmas could be ruined by that speed (laughs) this year because of how fast those guys guys are but maybe it won't be and Aaron Rodgers uh, today on the Pat McAfee show he's started comparing the way last year started with how this year has started for the Packers I just feel like we all kind of just settled in the crowd definitely helped the environment helped Sunday Night Football has always been a favorite of mine I was just watching a clip back uh, during the break here with Al Michaels and uh, love Al so much but just and he's not with Sunday Night Football anymore Mike Drico's on there does a fantastic job but I've always really enjoyed those. We've won like 13 straight primetime games. No uh, I saw you know Tom Fanning sent me a stat there, and so it just kind of lined up for us. Again, it's you know there's some similarities to last year. Hopefully, you know a lot of similarities. I said it you know I think last week you know we get blown out in week one, play the division opponent week two, go on the road week three against opponent that is going to be favored. Uh, and we're not expected to win, um, and we need a Herculean effort to go down there and get and get the dub. But it feels good to be one and one. Um, the entire division is one and one now after Philadelphia beat Minnesota last night, and so it's you know it's we're two weeks in. We can't overreact, but it definitely feels nice to get that first win. Are the Packers the sixth best team in the NFL? Are you taking the Aaron Rodgers approach? Are you nervous about it? 800-990-3776 of the Old National Bank talking text line. We'll get to your reactions with me, Gabe Nigel. Telly Hughes, we're the cousins of the day right here on Scales and Brust. The people that drive me nuts are the landmark people, and they go north. Well, don't You'll tell pa- me east north. I don't know what direction. I that don't know is. what I'm going. What direction I'm going? The street says Look east. At the sun. Head north on uh, North Avenue. There's a south. <laughs> you can be going south on North Avenue. That doesn't make sense to me. How does that? It's the name of a street. So it's a two-way street. You think both ways are north? No, I know both <laughs> ways aren't north. That's why it drives me nuts. I mean, there shouldn't I mean, be a South North Avenue. If is that an east? I will. <laughs> Even more confusing. <laughs> I hope it's not. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead now, cause I cried all the
couple of cousin subs of the day in. I'm Gabe Knight, so along with Telly Hughes in for Scalzo and Brust, asking you if the Packers are indeed the sixth best team in the NFL, the way Vegas is saying they are. Keyshawn Johnson saying, yeah, they're the sixth best team because of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers saying that, you know, this has some feels of last year when they started off slow. Losing that first game, then won seven in a row. Of course, started one and one as well last year. 800-990-3776 is the number to join the conversation on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. It's where we go to talk to Austin from Virginia. Austin, you're on Scalzo and Brust with Gabe Neitzel and Telly Hughes. Hey, guys. How's it going today? Doing great, man. How are you? Um, Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, so I guess my, my thought is is, you know, I, I just think it's too early to tell right now with this team. And I think what I've learned over the last couple of years, you know, and, and just kind of the new fresh faces on this team is you just got to manage your expectations. And what that is, is I, I, I have a really good feeling this is a playoff team. You know, we're probably going to win the division, you know, barring any injury to Rodgers, you know, and that'll put us in the top four in terms of the seeds. And, you know, like, like anything, and with you know, like we've seen the last two years, anything can happen in the playoffs. It's, it's you know, this the seventeen week regular season marathon. Yeah, it's about getting hot and being good, but you really need that momentum when you hit the playoffs because it's it's one one and you're done. You know, throughout the playoffs. So, I just think I've I've been tailoring my expectations a little bit differently and just more focused on let's get in the playoffs and see what happens with this team. Thank you for the call. Yeah, we appreciate that, Austin. And that's... This is where I guess I'm different this year versus years past, Telly. Where, like, last year the Packers lost that first game against New Orleans and I thought, nah, not a big deal. I just had faith that they were going to be better. Maybe it was because they had Devontae. Maybe it was because I thought that Bakhtiari was going to come back, and of course he never did. But you know, I, there, there were certain things I felt like I knew about that team, where this year it feels like, it almost feels like you have to be more process-based instead of results-based. It's almost like an NBA season, where the NBA season now being 82 games, we saw it from the Bucks when they won their NBA championship a couple of years ago, where, yeah, they were the three seed, but that's because they were trying some different things with Drew Holiday as their new point guard and trying different rotations. What kind of defenses can we play? And granted, that was the luxury of being as a pretty good team like they were at that point. Whereas for the Packers... I think they have to be process-based in, yeah, let's say they go to Tampa Bay and lose this next week, but if I can kind of see that improvement from the young players that is needed for them to start building towards being one of the best teams in the NFL by the time we hit late December, early January, I think that's the, in terms of just kind of taking what he had just had to say, I think that's kind of the mental approach, the changing of the mental attitude that you have if you're a Packers fan. I think a lot of times, and I feel I I fall victim to this as well, but we focus on the results more than the process. Mm -hmm. And I mean, because think about it, no one, absolutely no one was excited when Joe Barry became the defensive coordinator (laughs) of the Green Bay Packers. Everybody was like, he was terrible in Detroit. Why would you go get this guy? And what ended up happening he ended up turning this defense into a really good defense. And so 
I think a lot of times we don't we'll go back and look at records, but we don't see the type of thoughts or adversity and, and you know the team had to overcome to get to where they got. I mean, we didn't know that. I mean, like you said, you felt better because of whatever reasons. You knew the personnel better. You knew like okay, at some point Devontae and Aaron are going to go off and no yeah. one's going to stop them. Mm-hmm. Like you knew that. Like you don't have that security blanket this year. But at some point somebody has to step up and it's going to be you look back and say man we didn't know who's going to step up but you know Romeo Dobbs ended up having a fantastic rookie year or whatever the case may be because I mean even like a lot of times I'm sure every city or every team around the country that plays Tampa Bay they automatically think well they have Tom Brady we're going to lose and it doesn't mean that at some point Tom is going to have a stinker. He's going to have a stinker at home. He's going to have a stinker on the road. And it might be the team, I mean, your team that they're playing that week. Like, so, I mean, it's easy to say, okay, I haven't seen enough for the Packers to make me feel like they're going to go to Tampa and win. But who knows if this is the week that turns around everything. Or Tom has a terrible game and the Packers have a mediocre game, but they're able to get a win that you didn't think they were going to get. And so we may already be thinking now, I'm not saying that I've, I'm saying that the Packers are going to win, but I, I don't think it's fair to already put them down at one and two either. 800-990-3776, the old National Bank talking text line. Jake from Milwaukee. Jake, you are on Scalzo and Brust with Gabe Neitzel and Telly Hughes, your cousin subs of the day. Yeah, I think right now the not they are not the sixth best team in the NFL. I think the wide receiver core needs needs to improve, of course, and the defense is doing good, but still some holes there. But I think it's a process, though. I don't think the Packers are going to be a team that start off the season hot. I think this is going to be a, a year where things are going to start off a little rusty, you know, with the wide receiver core. But I think towards the end of the year, that's when we'll see the Packers see what type of potential they have. But just right now, to me, just too early in the season. They got injuries on the offensive line, so we're not going to. We don't know what the Packers' potential is as of right now because of injuries and because of a young offensive, young uh, wide receiver core. I mean, yeah, certainly we appreciate the call, Jake. Thank Thanks you for, for the call. call. And, and another thing too, and, and Gabe, I feel you on this. Like you don't have the confidence that everything is just going to come together because towards the end of the year you have other elements that are going to play a part like these wide receivers that are playing in Green Bay for the first time in their careers on a consistent basis it's not just one week they go to a cold environment can Romeo Dobbs catch passes in 15 degree weather can Christian Watson get open when it's negative five outside? Because these are things that are clearly very likely in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the Packers' last two games, they play New Year's Day and then on the 8th, the last two weeks of the season, are both home games against divisional opponents, which could be some pretty big games if they're trying to make that push for the postseason. Absolutely, and that's those are pretty tough uh, you know, elements to be coming into your own, but who knows? I mean, it could happen a lot sooner than we hope. Chef Ed chimes in on the talk and text line, the old National Bank talk and text line, 800-990-3776. I think the NFC is crap. The Packers are going to be in the NFC Championship game. And that's the other thing. Like, right now, nobody in the NFC has really... Again, there there are only... The the interesting thing to me is, two weeks in, there are only three undefeated teams in the NFC. 
There are three yeah. teams that are 2-0, and which a lot of 1-1 and teams, and that just kind of shows the inconsistency. And this may be something, Telly, we also have to get used to. Whereas I think back, and, and I think the Bills are following this trajectory, when the Packers in 1996 won the Super Bowl, like they were the Super Bowl favorite. They came out, they started dominating people, and they just had such a good season. Had a little bit of, uh, you know, some injuries that dealt with the middle of the year and then dominated teams down the stretch. But as more and more teams treat the regular, or excuse me, the preseason the way they have with, you know what? We got 17 games. We're going to sit most of our guys. We're not going to risk putting you out there. And they're fine with the season starting slow. There have been some really competitive games, but overall, I'd say the play's been pretty sloppy. Even even the Packers game, you think of Aaron Rodgers turning the wrong way before he handed the ball off to A.J. Dillon. That results in a fumble. There's just been some things like that all across the league that there's been some sloppiness these first couple of weeks, and that's just something I think we're going to have to get used to, almost a new normal in the NFL where it's going to be a little more sloppy because teams aren't playing their guys. Yeah, and it's like spring training, but it's not spring training because you're not getting what you need to prepare yourself for the season. And just to get some practices, you know, only a couple of contact practices, but for the most part, you're in uh, helmets, you're in shells, you know, helmets and shorts and stuff like that. It doesn't prepare you for live action. And once you get in the game and everything's moving, you know, a million miles an hour, especially like if you're Christian Watson, you're a rookie coming in and you get hurt during training camp and you don't even get any preseason snaps and you just start your career the way you do. Like, that's tough. And it may have led to that drop touchdown pass that he had against the Vikings in week one. So um, you're right, Gabe. I think that the lack of participation from players in preseason leads to like week one looking like the final preseason game in so many words. And that can make it tough if you're playing cover five because trying to figure out who's good, who's not good, who you want to pick against the spread. Because picking five teams against the spread, I thought I was golden. I was like plus 44 in week one. I lost 22 points. That's what happened to me in week two. But you can play cover five. Such a fun game to play. The way you do it, each and every week, you pick five games against the spread. You add up the point differential versus the spread. That's your score for that week. Download the Cover 5 app in the App Store or Android Play Store, whichever one you have, Apple or Android, or just go to Cover5.com. Just make sure you use the promo code WI22 in order to join. You can win some great prizes throughout every week of the regular season in pro football. Just pick five pro football games against the spread each week all season long. Use that promo code WI to join at Cover5.com or download the Cover5 app. You can also visit ESPNWisconsinContests.com for contest rules. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Rust. 35, the minimum age required to become president of the United States. Don't you learn some of this stuff? Well, I mean, I don't pay attention to that, but I do know 35. That's the boring stuff. Scalzo and Brust. I knew 35 because I grew up wanting to be the president. <laughs> I would have been brilliant. Instead, you, you still can be, Ben. You're not even at the minimum age yet. Well, my, intel- my intelligence might be questioned. At what point in your life did you realize, hey, I might not be up for this position of president of the United States? Uh, my first AC- ACT. <laughs> Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you're going to tell them everything, tell them I'm a good kisser. Tell them all the things you told me in your desperate whisper. Josh, you're making sure he pulls out the good tunes when we got the cousin subs in. 
I know this is a Gabe Neitzel special. This is, yeah. This is always... Did you think about... Uh, I'm Gabe Neitzel. He's Telly Hughes, cousin subbing today for Scalzo and Brust. So they opened... I mean, we, we couldn't go because Brian D. got married that yes. day. But they opened for... I can't remember who it was. I was debating going. Like, I had no interest <laughs> in seeing the main act. And it was the first time I wanted to go see the opening act. Because usually if they come... They're headlining, just not at a place right. big like Pfizer. They'll be at, you know, the Riverside, or they'll be, you know, if the U.S. Cellular side stage at uh, at Summerfest. So, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of bummed I missed him this week. This Lake Street dive, by the way. Yeah, I debated the same thing you did, but I also, in my older age, have learned not to overcommit myself. And knowing pulling off both those events, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly would not have been able to do that. We have been asking, though, all show long, 800-990-3776. Are the Packers the sixth best team in the NFL like Vegas says they are? We go to Iron Mike from Little Green Like. You're on Skelzo and Brust with Cousin Subs, Gabe Neitzel, and Telly Hughes. Awesome show, guys. Nice win versus the Bears. I don't know if they're the sixth best team. First of all, let's win the division. And then after that... Not so sure I want a real high seed like a one or two because we've had uh, games at Lambeau when it's real cold. Rodgers, Favre, they don't look comfortable at that age. Let's uh, get a home game and let's go on the road in the dome or a warm weather and let's play ball. Yeah, I, I appreciate the call. Thank you for the call. This is a theory that people have thrown out there. And I guess I, even though they've lost their last two games at Lambeau Field, I'd, I'd just always much rather be the home team because I feel like that way I'm the better team. Like when, when the Packers had to go on the road all in 2010 when they won that Super Bowl, like they were the underdogs, you know? Like you were, you were hoping for the best. And I understand it worked out, but that's not typically how that works. You know, like you, being the better it, team more often than not works out for you in the NFL. It does, but I mean, it it probably just is a preference. I mean, you know, you feel more comfortable at home. You feel yeah. like okay, they're in their own elements, and and they're the one. The other team has to do more adjusting. But I mean, nowadays, other teams in warm climates, they could do so many things to prepare themselves. Even if it's coming to Wisconsin, a week before the game to just really get used to the weather. But we've seen teams like San Francisco and other teams that have come in and have been in Tampa Bay have been able to win at Lambeau. But you don't want to say, ah, just because we were the number one seed and it didn't work out this year, we don't want to be the number one seed. Who doesn't want to be number one, by the way? But besides the Titans and the Packers because <laughs> that didn't work out so well. But it doesn't mean that you should go for a lower seed yeah. just because you feel like your chances increase on the road because I don't think in the history of sports your chances actually increase away from home. Correct. I'm 100% there with you, Telly. Let's go ahead and dive into some one or zero. Are you a one or a zero? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a yes or a no? There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. Good afternoon, Joshy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Gabe. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So you've got some one or zero questions. We answer one or zero because as the open says, 
It all comes down to simple yes or no question. Everything is. What do we got today, Joshy? The FDA warned TikTokers to stop cooking their chicken in NyQuil, stop marinating their chicken in NyQuil and cooking it because boiling meds can be dangerous, obviously. Shocking. One or zero. No one is stupid enough to actually eat chicken marinated in NyQuil. Uh, I'm going to go with one because I do believe people are that stupid to try anything they see on TikTok. Yeah, absolutely. People which are just dumb. insane. You're telling me Ben Head wouldn't try this? Like, if Ben was on TikTok and he saw it, you're telling me he wouldn't try it? Like, the I dude's do got th- five recipes. He's got them all saved in his phone. You're telling me he wouldn't jump at the thought of adding a sixth because all you would need is NyQuil in the medicine cabinet and a chicken breast in the refrigerator? I, It's not much I come to the defense of Ben Bruss, but I think he knows the marinade, that NyQuil marinated chicken is a bad idea. Might not idea. be a good idea. He's looking for more along the lines of, like, you put a put a string cheese inside a chicken breast and bake it, <laughs> that type of stuff. Something where it can look it can look and taste good, but not be actually a lot of work. So it's not he's not that hardcore. No, huh? one or zero. The internet was a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, this is where like every bad idea for the last decade has come from is the internet, right? Like it's oh man, and TikTok just gets some weird trends. Like who started like. I'm very confused as to who decided that this was going to be a good idea. And and live to tell about it. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> I couldn't yeah. imagine if it's infused. Like, you know how much a chicken breast can soak in that those juices oh, are? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. That is... I, you have a death wish. Like, who wants to get that high? I, <laughs> like, I mean, that is like... <laughs> that is higher than the moon. Like, how... Why would you want to do that? I... I... But I wish I had answers for you. I mean, you asked like me. You asked me about the. You asked about the internet. Yeah. I'll tell you somebody who thought that was a bad idea. Encyclopedias, and, and, <laughs> and you know, to ask, go ask them if the internet was a good idea because they are totally out of business now. <laughs> I feel like there's a new trend that starts as somebody making a joke and seeing how far they can push it, and then people actually start doing it. Like yeah. famously, the Tide the Pod, Tide Pod challenge yeah. was, or when people were randomly licking ice cream, taking off the lid and putting it. Like it's all stuff where like. I know everyone's trying to be funny, but people are doing it, and people are getting. It's just so bizarre. It is, and they just throw challenge on the. It. Like, right. well, who's the? Ch- what do I win? Right. And then five, <laughs> like, okay. Remember the milk crate challenge where everybody was climbing those milk oh, crates? Oh yeah, getting that devastating just- every. <laughs> that was no. Here's, here's Jen wanted to try that. Yeah. Like Jen's like, no. we're like, no, and then like and people then had to come in and say. Jen, we can't allow you to do that no. because legally we can't get have you get hurt on company property. People were getting compound fractures from put, it. Put us the challenge. <laughs> what is the challenge? <laughs> so let me take down a chicken sandwich full of NyQuil and just walk around and be like, okay, I did it. Like, okay. it's, it's stupid. Good luck walking around. I think it's going to knock you out. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move days. on to the next one here. Video has gone viral of Russell Wilson annoying all his teammates and repeated, repeatedly telling guys on the sideline to yell out whether the Broncos opponent was running or passing the ball like they do in JV football. Winner zero. Wilson's Broncos teammates already hate him. Oh, that's one. You got it. I mean, between all the other stuff that's come out, like, if I am his teammate and I see the backstage video of the Broncos country 
let's ride. Come up. Because that was just so terrible and awful <laughs> and had to be embarrassing for him. But, like, yelling pass ball when the ball's in the air, like, that. That doesn't we stopped happen. doing that in JV. Like that that yeah. was for like little tykes when we were like in sixth, seventh grade. Like I don't think that I'm I'm trying to think if I've heard that on a high school varsity sideline yeah. with the games I've done this year, and I can't recall it. Like that's not something professional teams do. This is akin to like requesting your your players, hey, when you get in that defensive position, make sure you slap the floor in basketball. Like, no, yeah. nobody actually does that. Please stop doing it. it yeah, I, I'm going to go with one, too. I mean, I, I'm going to file that under the category of, yeah, you're the leader, say what you want, but I'm not listening to that crap. I'm not doing that. It, it was very clear <laughs> if you watch the video, it's a TikTok that somebody posted on Twitter. Uh, his teammates are all just kind of like, whatever, the first eight times he says it. And then it got to the point where it's like, I, he'll just shut up. That's he'll, yeah. He'll stop telling me to yell run or pass if if I just do this. Uh, yeah. Let's move on here to the last one. Lead singer of Maroon Five, Adam Levine, admitted somewhat to having a year long affair with an Instagram model named Summer Sumner, and then asked her if he could name his baby after her. One or zero. Sumner is a bad child's name. Yes, because like when you look at Sumner, your brain automatically like have you seen those things that people will post on social media where like the words are jumbled, but there's enough words in place where you can actually read it. Right. Because your brain like you see Sumner and you think immediately Summer. I just did it. Every I read teacher it. yes, every teacher she is ever going to have is going to call her Summer. She's going to get annoyed because her name's Sumner. It's just no, it's that's just a bad idea. Kids are gonna make fun of her. Yeah, it's just, no. Sumner is a bad idea for a kid. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad name. You're not going to meet any young Sumners. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, how many 12-year-olds you know named Roosevelt? Not a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just some names like, okay, it had its time. And even if you're trying to honor somebody, it's like, okay, that that well, is In this that case, you're honoring name. someone you probably shouldn't be. Exactly. One okay, one yeah. or zero. It's okay to name a child after an ex. No, that's a zero. What the hell are you doing, man? Like, why are you... The thought of naming your kid after someone you had an affair with, like... Doesn't that mean that probably nine times out of ten, when you say that kid's name, hey, Sumner, come make sure you come to the dinner table, aren't you going to think about that year-long affair that you just had with that person? Yeah. Is that not like... It's 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 kind of like sick, to be yes. honest. It's like, twisted. Uh, yeah, yes. like yes. why would you even do that? And I mean, like if you had a few, you're going to be like, hey, Sumner... Uh, Why'd you do me like that? I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, pick up your toys. Like, I mean, you're gonna go down in memory lane at some point, and you must still have some sort of feelings. Like, why can't you totally flush out that affair in your life? And just imagine the world where this doesn't come out pre-child. And your child and wife found out that you named it after a girl you met on Instagram and had an affair with? Like, what? What happens then? Uh, yeah, because video lasts forever. And if it actually happens, oh, my God. If that came to pass, like, yeah. How? How? How are you? How, how, I don't understand how you think that's a good idea. It's it's baffling to me. Uh, that was a great round of one or zero today. Uh, we're also going to dive into coming up next. Um 
Joshie's excited about the uh, start. Well, not like necessarily excited about the start of one show, but there's another show that he really enjoys and maybe feels a little guilty about. We'll dive into guilty pleasure television shows. That's coming up next, Scalzo and Brust. To say, put the past away. Wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. a guilty pleasure TV show. I've, I've got thoughts on guilty pleasures, but we'll dive into that in just a little bit. Scalzo and Brust, 800-990-3776, the old National Bank talking text line. I'm Gabe Nigel. He is Della Hughes. We are the cousin subs of the day. And Joshi, you're the one who pointed this out because Survivor, this is the 43rd season of Survivor. It, it feels like an impossible amount of seasons. I thought they would only do one per year. No. But it, it brought up the thought in me where this TV show is still going, and it's clearly still very popular. Oh, yeah. If 43 renewals of the seasons keep happening. And I started thinking about guilty pleasures, because I don't hear people talking about Survivor. I don't know if you guys hear people talking about it. I but don't. No. I think that it's like one of those guilty pleasure TV shows where it's comfortable. You know what it is. You know what you're going to get every time. And it's, you know, at least for some, somewhat entertaining. Which leads me to Naked and Afraid, which is a TV show that my girlfriend absolutely despises that I watch. <laughs> but anytime I thought that was going the other way, I thought this was going to be something you and your girlfriend do together. No, no, no she hates that you not. watch Naked and Afraid. Uh, anytime there's not sports on, I will get sucked into like hours so, of this show. I am familiar. I I know the show exists. But I actually have known nothing about it. Like I've seen the yeah. title of the show when I've been I'm scrolling through, way. but I have no idea yeah. what's it like. It's a survival show, so they drop two people usually, sometimes more. They they're doing the spinoffs now, where it's like six people and they got to survive. But the core of the show is you got to survive like 21 days in the wilderness, and you are naked. The afraid part is just kind of like uh, uh, for the naming convention. But it's it's a survival show where they put these people all around the world in these in these really desolate locations, and you try and survive and just go through building the shelter, getting food, doing that whole number. And I know it's not good TV, but I can't stop myself from watching it. I, if I was naked in the middle of nowhere, I'd be afraid of mosquito <laughs> right. bites and oh, everything else. Be some real bad yes, mosquito the mosquitoes bites. are a huge portion of the show, but it got me thinking, like, do you guys watch stuff where you go, I know this isn't good. I'm not even that entertained by it, but I can't stop watching this TV show. Gosh, I... You know, it's funny. You brought up Survivor, and uh, a friend of mine about, oh, gosh, like six months ago, I was like, hey, man, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, man, I'm about to watch uh, American Idol. I say, people still watch that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I didn't know people still watch, like, Survivor. I'm like, like, I mean, I think you should, like, you should expect a punch in the face of, like, dude, I got to get home, and I got to catch Survivor tonight. You'll be like, what? But... I honestly, I don't think I have any, any like, uh, gosh, it used to be swamp people oh, during, yeah. during, oh, the, yeah. during the pandemic, I'd watch swamp people and I knew JD, I knew like all the guys and stuff. <laughs> I was like, get him. And you know what's going to happen every single time. They're going to shoot the gator. They're going to uh -huh. turn the camera uh -huh. away. They got to get him at a certain spot and they got to make their quota. got to get their tags and stuff. And I'm like, why am I watching this? But I mean, I, one show I still watch as if they've made a new episode in the last 
35 years is In the Heat of the Night. I watched I'm, I'm In the Heat of the Night. That. Oh, gosh. It's, it's Sparta, Mississippi. It's an old, old show. But, uh, yeah. But, but that's you, my you see, you see that on TV, you're going to turn it on. I, I will. And even though I've probably seen every episode, because like I said, a new one hasn't come out in the last 35 years. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'll watch it. Um, so I just think that, you know, you shouldn't have guilty pleasures, just own what you like, which is, I mean, I, I watch a lot of professional wrestling. In, in fact, now it's part of my job. I do GKW, do Good Karma Wrestling here for us. Check it out at ESPN Milwaukee, at ESPN Madison on Twitter, uh, at ESPN Madison on Twitter, uh, every Thursday night at six o'clock, myself, Jonathan Hood and Brian Rowitz break down the latest in pro wrestling. And like, look, I mean, I understand why some people aren't entertained by pro wrestling. I enjoy it. So, like, I, I just think you need to own the stuff. Like, for example, I know so many people that feel bad about watching Bachelor and Bachelorette. Like, no, you watch it. Just own it. You know, yeah. who cares? Just sit down and own it. I, I, the one thing I have to say, though, is you have to admit to me it can be trash at times. Oh, like, yeah. You and you and I have talked enough wrestling where you'd be like, yeah, this sucks, but I'm still entertained by it. Where the same with The Bachelor or The Voice or The Masked Singer. Now, I don't understand how anybody could watch those shows at this point, but if you're trying to tell me it's like good and entertaining and quality, I have a problem with that. But yeah, as long as, like, yeah, this sucks, but I can't turn away from it, I'm fine with that. Is it bad that I'm still rooting for the Tom Brady mass singer rumor to be true? <laughs> it would be like, <laughs> wonderful. Like that would be even though the marital drama seems to have some uh truth to it yeah, in some like, but, sense. I mean, I'm not rooting for anyone's marriage to no, fall apart, right? I'm like, rooting for him to I, I'm, be I'm yes. rooting for somebody to skip training camp so they can go be on Mass Singer because they signed a big uh-huh. time deal with Fox. I am 100% rooting for that. <laughs> like that's what I am hoping for at this point for Tom Brady. Um so we don't have Ben Brust right now, but we are going to have so when you we Ben Brust Rumors say, sources close to the situation say Ben Bruss is going to be here by 5.05. So when do we want to do, it's Tuesday, when do we want to do Are You Smarter Than Ben Brust? I think we should plan it for 5.15 because I have a feeling Ben Bruss is going to come in here smoking hot and just kind of (laughs) run into the show and be be part of it. So I think we plan for 5.15. We talked to Tausch after that. And uh, yeah. That's that should be our plan. If you have a guilty pleasure TV show, go ahead and hit us up on that old National Bank talking text line. 800-990-3776. Hour two with Tausch, with Ben Brust, with Are You Smarter Than Ben Brust? That's all coming up next in two minutes.